Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by Dodge Motorsports, and powered by Sony's Car Audio, where we bring you closer to your music. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Paging Dr. Douchebag, Crash Gladys, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the freeze. Freak Nation, have you gotten your butts off the edge of that seat yet? Well, I know after what happened on Saturday there at Daytona, I'm glad to be off that edge. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, what the hell's going on, Freak Nation? 8669Freaks, 866-937-3257. Twitter, Facebook, we're right there for you, man. You can also email pitcrew at speedfreaks.tv and the website, speedfreaks.tv. What's going on, Freak Radio Network? Hey, man, you go from a near death, but plenty of destruction at Daytona on Saturday when Kyle Larson's car was tearing up the catch fence and <laughs> shrapnel was being launched into the stands. And today you get a race that was, quite frankly, pretty boring. Man, that wasn't a bad thing. Given I'm okay with that. Man, that wasn't a bad thing given what we were coming off of the very same track 24 hours earlier. Right. I mean, for the most of the 500 miles, Statman it was a freight train, not much passing, had a couple of wrecks. It took out... Big timers like Tony Stewart, Harvick, Kane. Then the Toyotas took a dump with teammates Kyle Busch and Matt Kenseth. And Stat, man, you even made note of this in the pre-show meeting. Danica Patrick, of course, running up front all day, grabbed her top ten finish. And at one point, with five laps to go, looking at Danica, you were saying to yourself, what? She's got a chance to win this thing. <laughs> you know, she was sitting third. She was in the uh, the upper lane. She was behind... Uh, Two fast cars and had somebody fast behind her to yeah you know, to uh, draft with, uh, and then she just didn't know what to do, and got you know shuffled into the middle and uh, backed right up. And she will admit that too. She did. She yes. did admit that. She will She's, admit that. She said she had a lot to learn and she was in a position to win, and that's all you could ask for. You know that was yeah, better she did than a damn her, good job. Better than her team boss. She just. You know, stayed right. out of way, stayed out of everybody's way, and when everything shuffled out, she was sitting third with nine to go and had a chance to win. That's a perfect point, Statman. People think, oh, she just won the pole, but that's one of the many advantages of winning the pole. You stay up front, you stay out from the mid pack and back in the pack, and you're able to dodge. You don't have to dodge all those wrecks. Yeah, a lot of the insanity that goes on in the back happens in the back for a reason because that's where the guys who aren't sure. How to drive? Yeah, drive. Look and what happened with Casey Kane and Tony Stewart and Kevin yeah, Harvick when they got. If you get out of line, you pit the wrong time. You have a bad pit stop. Whatever it is, you get stuck back there, and you're at the mercy of the weirdness. Freak Nation, do you realize this, Crasher? I know you do. If the chase started today, if the chase started today. Eric Almirola would be in, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. would be in, Clint Boyer would be in, and so would J.J. Yaley and Michael McDowell and Danica Patrick would be in the chase. Tony Stewart would not, Kevin Harvick would not, Denny Hamlin would not. Why would you question Clint Boyer? He only finished second last year. Why in the world is that a surprise? Because, Crasher, I'm starting from 12 up. Give me a break, damn it. Out of the (laughs) gate, you're already criticizing how the hell I'm scaling the the ladder. Yes, Clint Boyer, we would expect to be in the chase. But, yes, the others would be surprises. But would you you expect a 55-year-old man to say this about 50 Cent? Well, we told 50 Cent if uh, if we won the race, he'd have to change his name to 55 Cents for one day. And I was trying hard. 
get the name changed for a day. We all know Mark Martin is a big rap hip-hop fan, but still, Stad, <laughs> it's funny to hear a 55-year-old man the size of my shoe talk about 50 Cent like that. Well, you know, I know some older men that listen to 50 Cent, DMX, and, you know. But do they look like Mark Martin from Arkansas? Yeah, but Mark Martin is probably <laughs> one guy in the NASCAR field that can walk down the street at night and not worry too much about anybody bothering him. <laughs> one guy that doesn't have a whole lot of worries right now is your two-time, now your two-time Daytona 500 winner, Jimmy Johnson. And we'll have our interview with Jimmy coming up shortly, but Jimmy talks about how awesome it was to get this win in the first Gen 6 and Gen 6 Chevrolet. It is just awesome. There's no other way to describe it. Um, 400 starts, every one of those starts with Lowe's and Hendrick Motorsports. Oh, I forgot about that. Um, good, a little material left over. Um, to be the first to win the Gen 6 in a Gen 6 car, and, and that car is a Chevrolet, a Chevy SS, uh, just a very, very proud moment. It's, plate racing, as we all know in here, has been a little tough on the 48 for the last few years, so I'm um, happy to get through it all. And... Um, you know, just a strong race car. I feel like the speed our car had in it um, allowed me to really have control of the race there late. And I felt like I was sitting on something all day um, and was just ready to ready to have some fun when it counted, and, and it did. Jimmy Johnson goes on to say everybody was playing the odds, and the majority wanted to run on top of the racetrack. And, boy, we, did we see that. Everybody was just playing the odds, and the majority of the, the competitors wanted to run the top. And the draft really works in numbers, and there's more there than the bottom. And uh, with the side drafting being being as um, effective right now, you could really choke down the bottom lane and pin a guy against the line and slow him down and then get away and have the, that long line of cars to surge you past. So the, the game's changed a little bit. It used to be defend the bottom, and right now it's defend the top. And in the closing laps, when we were all single file and I was leading, I just wanted to see what would go on with the middle or the bottom and, and not allow guys to really <clears throat> set me up based on my lines. And I ran the bottom and no one really had a run or did anything. Again, coming up in five minutes, Jimmy Johnson will be checking in your 2013 at Daytona 500 champion here with Speed Freaks. And Statman, is this a product? I know it's the first race, but is this, is this a product of the new Gen 6 car, these freight trains? Again, it's one big two-and-a-half-mile track. It's not Phoenix coming up. Well, you got to understand that whatever happens, the drivers are going to complain. I mean, right. I, I say that all the time. <laughs> in any series. In, in any series, yeah. that's the driver's duty is to complain. It, you know, the car is too slow, too fast, whatever. And they're going to tweak it until it doesn't work, and then they're going to complain about the new car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're right. going to get a bigger spoiler, get a smaller spoiler. Get a, you know, more uh, arrow, get less arrow. It pushes, it doesn't push. Remember three years, four years ago, arrow push. Every track, every time, that was the complaint yeah. after every race. So now they got a car. You know, what's wrong with having a car that doesn't fit every condition? You got to drive. Drive it. Amazing. Go drive. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Jimmy Johnson continues winning the Daytona 500 was bitching, but really they're excited about the rest of the year in this Gen 6 car. Definitely a great start for the team. You know, when we were sitting discussing things before the season started, we, we felt good about the 500, but we're really excited for everything after the 500. So I, I'm very hopeful and excited that uh, our 48 car will be really fast in Phoenix and Vegas and moving forward. So I think it's going to be a very strong year for us. Coming up at 8.15, we'll have your runner-up in the Daytona 500. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be here in the Speed Freaks pits. But Statman, what's a post-race 
press conference in Crasher. What's a p- post-race press conference without Jimmy Johnson being asked about something about Danica Patrick? How, and, of course, he just throws it out there. She looked comfortable in the car and thinks she did a really good job. She's really comfortable in the car and uh, being close to other competitors door-to-door. Um, whatever environment takes place on the racetrack, she, uh, at these speeds, she was very comfortable, held a great wheel, and, and was smooth and predictable. Um, took advantage of runs when she had them. Um, you know, did did a really good job, and it was just a car on the track. I didn't think about it being Danica in the car. It was just another car on the racetrack that was fast. So, uh, and I, you know, that's that's credit to her and the job she's doing. I think the style of racetrack really suits her. Um, you know, when we get into the other tracks. She has a tall learning curve ahead of her, but she continues to show her ability to drive race cars and, uh, and did, made history today and, and in fine fashion too. Jimmy makes a good point, Statman. Phoenix is not Daytona. No, it's a very different track. It's not a short track either. That's mm-hmm. the you got to be careful about that. It's not a mile and a half. Uh, it's not a cookie cutter. It's a good test of the new car and the driver's ability and the crew chief's ability to set it up to get speed out of the new car on this track. Well, Stat, that's funny. This car you got to drive it in yeah. Phoenix. That's a track you got to drive. You got to drive it. Yeah. Crasher did. Combo. Did Danica ever run open wheel on Phoenix? Ooh, I don't believe. I don't think. So. I don't think she was in the series when they were running at PIR. Yeah, I don't think so. Huh. All right, well, she's, she's done it with stock cars plenty of times now. So yeah. Again, Freak Nation coming up at eight fifteen Pacific. Dale Earnhardt Jr., your runner up in the Daytona five hundred, will be in here. Your top fuel winner from Phoenix, Tony Schumacher, will be joining us. Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports checking in from Tona. Daytona, that is, talking about yesterday's mishaps and, of course, today's haps. But more with Jimmy Johnson. We had a chance well, to catch no, up with him. We also have A.J. Allmendinger coming up at ah, the end of this era. That's right. A.J. A.J. Allmendinger tested with Penske Racing earlier this week in the IndyCar side of things at Sebring. So that's going to be a pretty telling interview as well. But, yeah. yes, Kenny, you're right. We had a chance to catch up with your now two-time Daytona 500 winner, Jimmy Johnson. And we asked him if losing the championship the last two years, if that gave him a different fire in his belly on how he was approaching 2013. In 11, Tony won. That one was disappointing because we, we just lost our speed kind of mid-chase. And I'm, if you know, I look back over the years, that's the year that I was disappointed in our results. Um, you know, Last year and coming so close and really being in control up until Phoenix, um, you know, it's a lot easier to get over last year's loss than it was to get over the 11 loss when, when Tony won the championship because we, we weren't a factor that year. But as far as the burn in your belly... Do you, does, does it differentiate on you wanting to get back up on the top of the podium for the championship between those two years? No, I mean, I've, I've always had you know, a huge desire to compete. And truthfully, I feel like I've had more desire and, and a stronger work ethic than I've ever had talent. Um, it's always taken me a while to kind of figure out you know, how to race my dirt bikes and be competitive and then into off-road trucks and stock cars and on and on. So going to work and you know getting after it's never been – uh, something I've shied away from. I mean, I've had to work real hard to kind of figure things out over the years. So that that fire's there, and it's not going anywhere. Well, Jimmy, you talk about your competitive nature, and it showed in that Daytona Beach half marathon, Casey Kane being on your team, but I think you still crushed him, didn't you? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I know it sounds crazy, but I trained for a few months trying to improve my running ability, and I felt like I had the distance under control um, all along, but to actually run it in a respectable time was my goal, and I met my goal. It was under 90 minutes. Casey beat me by a minute, and that kid's got some wheels. He uh, he can really, really run, and I 
printed up a bunch of Jimmy Johnson Foundation shirts, and some friends wore them, and uh, we've been selling them on our on our website too to uh, raise some more money for the foundation. So that was all for a great cause, and my legs are still sore days later. Um, I bet you another another week or so I'll be ready to start running again. <laughs> now, Jimmy, I saw those shirts. I think you're hashtagging them JJ Swag or Team JJF Swag, something like that. We freaks could use some of those. We've got a fitness team going on here. Fantastic. Perfect. <laughs> You're like, go it's buy them. Team JJF. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't hurt. That wouldn't hurt. You know, it's all for the kids. We're just raising money for, for kids. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Jimmy Johnson joins us here at the Speed Freaks Pits. And Jimmy, talk about your fitness. Be honest with me, man. Let's say that you, that you get through a half marathon. Can you recover soon enough and race maybe that night or race that day comfortably? Racing, it depends on the track. Racing-wise, um, here at Daytona, would have been no problem. Um, you would not want to go to Bristol or Martinsville or a road course following that. So, you just you know, each track has its own challenges. Daytona is more of a mental game and watching your mirrors and understanding the draft and really playing chess all night long where uh, a few other tracks are far more physical, and that, that'd be a pretty bad idea. Again, talking about fitness, Jimmy, when you get in shape for whether it's Bristol or Daytona or, or in the off-season, is it just as important to be in shape off-season as is in shape? you got to stop and, and relax at some point. Yeah. Um, so I, I try to do that in the off-season. What's frustrating, though, is when you train, especially this endurance stuff, your calorie intake a day when you're training properly is pretty high. I mean, probably about 4,000 calories you know, I burn a day, so I need to eat that much. Then you shut off the training and pour in 4,000 calories, and you're only burning fifteen or 1,700. <laughs> you start putting on weight pretty quick, and it's no fun coming back after a few months off. That's hard. And this year I did a good job. I had a triathlon in December that I did, and then getting ready for this half marathon Jeez. kept me somewhat honest through, through the holidays. I did totally check out over New Year's and ate and drank whatever I wanted, and <laughs> that was a lot of fun, but coming back wasn't any. Yeah, you don't weigh yourself after after an afternoon golf game, do you? <laughs> no, gosh, no. I can't even see straight then. I mean, golf, <laughs> golf equals beer, you know? Heck yes. <laughs> now, Jimmy, let's go a little bit more into this competitive nature that you talked about. Your teammate, Jeff Gordon, did a pretty fly video on the Harlem Shake. I saw nothing come out of the 48 squad. What's up? Yeah, he has some rhythm. That's where things uh, separate with Jeff and I. Oh, he does? Um, <laughs> oh, man, he, he's got some serious breakdance moves. Uh, I, I talked him into breakdancing at one of the banquets year or two ago the guy actually has some skills so uh, i'm glad he did it better he than i and uh i think a couple others have done it since but i'm proud of him to do it there's no way i would have had the the stones to to do that and dance like a fool no hold on i've seen him break dance and yes he can do that but in that video in the harlem shake video he just looks like he's thrusting i i don't really quite call that dancing <laughs> thrusting <laughs> well <laughs> you got a good point there um <laughs> But he still did it. He still did it. I'd rather laugh at him than have people laugh at me. Aw. Your 2013 Daytona 500 champion, Jimmy Johnson, joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. And, Jimmy, you've won the Daytona 500 twice. Now what happens for you mentally? Once you leave the track, do you automatically focus on Phoenix? Depends on how you finish. (laughs) If if you win, they own you for a couple days, and it's it's a long but fun uh, few days of traveling around talking about the win. Otherwise, we've had the West Coast, and it's time to change gears. The style of racing, the cars, everything's so different that uh, you just kind of move on and, and worry about downforce racing instead of plate racing. You know, what is, you, you've done that whole media hustle post-Daytona. What is your favorite, one of your favorite shows to go on? Is it Letterman? Is it Leno out West? Is it the morning shows? Who gives you the, who gives you the most fun time? 
the the late night shows are always fun, and you know Leno is such a big uh, car nut that uh, I've always enjoyed going on his show. Fallon is is great too, and I've really enjoyed uh, the, the times I've been on his show. Uh, Colbert is is pretty fun, and actually quite different away from the cameras than he is on camera. Um, so I'd have to say the late night lineup's the best. Letterman didn't didn't spend much time talking with us, but uh, you know the other outlets, especially the morning shows, they're in that whole news frame of mind, and it's much more serious and structured than the late night stuff. Jimmy, I know you, I know you got to get out of here, but have you learned to do hook 'em horns yet? Oh jeez. Oh yeah, I learned that uh, maybe a second day with my wife. And then did she slap you? Well, of course we we do down horns. So. Yes, there you go. I mean that's the only way things were going to proceed with my wife going to OU. Oh boy, Jimmy Johnson, your 2013 Daytona 500 champion. Thank you for taking time to come in the Freak Nation, you bastard. Right on. Thanks. Statman, now where are you going to get an interview with your Daytona 500 champion like that other than in the Freak Nation? And why talk about the race? <laughs> yeah, who needs the race when you got you got hook 'em horns and and uh, triathlons and Harlem, Harlem shake. shake and break dancing? I mean, what Well, everybody else is talking about what happened on lap 82. Yeah, right, exactly. That I, that I can't tell you how tedious that is when yeah. I when I'm coming to this show and I'm I'm coming to the studio and I hear these people in the car. They've been in the car for 3 hours after the race. And they're still saying on on lap forty five when the guy and the tires and the and and it's and it's and the the pit stop and I, I'm like give me a break yeah it sucks you don't need that much of a stat filled show because come on what what we want personality stuff we want stuff that we can relate to with the drivers and yeah, stats and learned, nuts and bolts get old fast you learn more about Jimmy Johnson in those few minutes right. than you had in any interview he did on Fox or anywhere else this week. Alive. Move it. Move it. Alive. <laughs> it's alive. Where's the beat? Freaks. Well, you just heard from him, your five-time champion and now two-time Daytona 500 winner, Jimmy Johnson. And get this, his first win in the 500 was in 2006. Since then, huh, here I go with some stats. We just talked about how stats are boring. But listen to these. Since then, it's been a finish of 39th, 27th, 31st, 35th, 27th, and 42nd. Yeah. Jimmy started his drive for five titles with his Daytona 500 2006 win. Could today's win be the start for the next drive for five titles? You never know. Coming in second place was NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and driving an incredible race from the pole. Finishing eighth was rookie Danica Patrick. Most of you on Twitter and Facebook said this was an anticlimactic Daytona 500, but I'm not sure what you guys want anymore. Do you like the two-car tandems? You said you didn't. You don't like pack restrictor plate racing, and now you're complaining about today's follow-the-leader style? I think I'm going to give up on you NASCAR fans. Yeah, right. Who am I kidding? On Friday, Johnny Sauter won the NASCAR truck race. Then yesterday's nationwide race, won by Tony Stewart, ended in tragedy when a multi-car pileup resulted in Kyle Larson's car getting airborne and shredding through the retaining fence, injuring at least 30 fans. All fans have been treated and released from the hospital except two. However, those two have been upgraded to stable condition. More on NHRA later. Freaks. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
This freaking segment is brought to you by Lucas Oil. You want to extend the life of your car, truck, SUV, motorcycle, or boat? Then do what the speed freaks do. And use Lucas Oil products. Log on to lucasoil.com for more information. Lucas Oil, the official lube of the Freak Nation. How did Garrick Freitas conquer 534 miles of the most demanding desert conditions to win this year's General Tire Vegas to Reno race? Street legal 35-inch grabber tires, that's how. Born from competition, it was the grabber's extreme traction, exceptional off-road grip, and durability that helped Freitas to the overall and Class 1500 win at the most grueling and longest off-road race in the U.S. Garrick Freitas depends on General Tire. Shouldn't you? Because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Good to go. With gas prices soaring, we have to find a way to make it all work. Our cars, for example. Some serve a purpose. Others, well, they're for the fun of it. Bottom line, we need to take care of them. Lucas Fuel Saving Motor Oils have special additives for maximum compression and minimum friction. And more importantly these days, better fuel mileage. You work hard for your money. Spend it wisely. Lucas Fuel Saving Motor Oils are available at AutoZone and other fine retailers. Champions right here. Monster Energy AMA Supercross and FIM World Championship. Featuring Toyota, the official vehicle of Supercross. March 2nd, as the gate drops in a new year, Supercross's top contenders return to Edward Jones Dome. Dreaded seats are still just 10 bucks at Ticketmaster. Tickets subject to convenience and handling charges. All seats $5 more day of show. Monster Energy Supercross. March 2nd, only at Edward Jones Dome. Champions become legends. If you haven't tuned in to MAV-TV lately, you don't know what you're missing. With a fresh lineup of original programming featuring movies, action, lifestyle, comedy, and more, MAV-TV is geared up to deliver excitement the whole family can enjoy. Whether you're a motorhead, travel enthusiast, movie buff, or anything in between, MAV-TV is your new home for great programming. Stop by the MAV-TV booth in an event near you to request MAV from your provider or visit MAVTV.com. MAV-TV, American Real. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. If you have gout, listen closely. That's the sound of gout silently attacking joints between flares. You won't hear it and you may not feel it, but if your uric acid level remains high, crystals can continue to build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. For more information, go to goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. 
To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Hey, Motorheads, this is Jimmy Johnson, and you're listening to The Speed Freaks, the greatest freaking show on earth. Well, thank you, two-time Daytona 500 champion Jimmy Johnson. I think we tend to agree. Hey, did you miss that interview with Jimmy Johnson? We'll have it up on our website tomorrow morning. A lot of you folks are bitching and moaning about us not being up on iTunes. Well, that's a temporary situation. Trying to get through to iTunes is like trying to get through to the Kremlin speaking Latin. (laughs) <laughs> Still try that, Freak Nation <laughs> Are you saying it's easy? Oh, yeah Oh, okay <laughs> Alright Hey, Freak Nation, coming up at 820 or uh, probably around 815 Pacific Pacific, Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be here in the Speed Freaks Pitch Your runner-up to the Daytona 500 champion Jimmy Johnson A.J. Allmendinger will be checking in Will he be going open wheeling this year with Penske? We'll find that out And Tony Schumacher, NHRA winner from Phoenix But first, our good friend from Yahoo Sports. You saw him tweeting his ass off yesterday afternoon. Good friend of the Freak Nation. If he's covering golf or if he's covering NASCAR, well, damn it, we'll get one of those from him when he comes here in the Freak Nation. And Jay Busby, you were there, of course, with what happened Saturday afternoon at Daytona. Were you one of, were you like me where you just didn't want much drama in today's race because of what happened with Kyle Larson's car and all the shrapnel going up into the stands? Yeah, there was certainly the potential for uh, cheap drama, wasn't there, or yeah. some kind of uh, something like that. You know, if we'd, if we'd had a horrible wreck, I think that, I, you know, fortunately, maybe it's because of the weekend. I don't know. Maybe we're going to be in for this. But uh, I am afraid that the, that the people who don't know a whole lot about NASCAR are going to be all over this one. Oh, it's a stupid sport. It needs to be outlawed. Why do we have it? Blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I, I think that we may be in for some of that. But I think having a relatively drama-free uh, Daytona was maybe not the best thing for NASCAR fans, but uh, the best thing for the sport in the long run to not make a, a circus out of it. Well, certainly, Jay, where there was some drama was the pre-race grid. It seems like Aaron Andrews was getting hit up on by uh, 50 Cent. Did you see that? <laughs> well, uh, yes, I did. I wrote about it, and I, uh, I got lectured by all kinds of people. Even 50 Cent himself linked to uh, my story on his Twitter page, uh, Thankfully, he didn't put my name attached to it. I think I might have gotten uh, quite a few tweets that uh, I wouldn't have cared to read. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It's, it's all fun stuff. The great thing about the Daytona 500 is just you see that kind of collection of people there. Nowhere else in the world are you going to see this kind of people all crammed into one space. You know, you got 50 Cent, you got uh, Aaron Andrews, you got Zach Brown, you got James Franco. You got all of these people all in this one tiny little space, and it's a lot of fun. Even if they don't know, you know, Jimmy Johnson from uh, Dale Jr., it's still fun to watch uh, all that play out together. No, that's one of the reasons I really love, I mean, of course, I'm born and raised in Indianapolis, but that's one of the reasons I love going back to the Indy 500 every year on Memorial Day weekend is because of the celebrities, and it's so true. You look at them going, you'll yeah. never come to another race, ever. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I know that a lot of people, uh, the diehard NASCAR fans, won't, won't care for that, but you know, it's all part of the, the, the grand fact. But, yes, they will never come to a race at Darlington. They, they don't know the difference between Bristol and Talladega. But who cares? You know, just uh, enjoy it for a little bit and, uh, and let, it, let them ride on. Jay Busby, 
Yahoo Sports joins us here in the Speed Freaks pits. Jay, getting back to the fence, do you think we will see changes this year in some of the protection, some of the catch fence around some of these stadiums that NASCAR will be featuring this year? Yeah, I mean, I think that the danger is always the law of unintended consequences. You know, you don't know exactly how things are going to do and how things are going to go if you start planning too much, too many changes. I think that this was an unforeseen occurrence, but not an impossible one. I think that the danger comes when you try to make too many changes too quickly, but I would be very surprised if you didn't see some tracks taking out some seats to move people farther back away from the track to possibly address some of that. Of course, you know, as we saw, you had a tire fly 10, 11 rows up in the stands. They're not going to take out that many rows, but I think we will see some changes. We've seen NASCAR and the tracks respond pretty quickly in cases where we've had, like, safer barrier issues and things like that, so I think that we will see something along those lines. Jay, that's my biggest beef with all of this, and I heard it all over SportsCenter this morning and some other talk shows. I think Fox was another network that I was watching this morning, but yeah, everybody says, okay, let's move the seats back. But you can go back to 1996 in, I believe that was Charlotte. You can go back to the Indy 500 when the tire went up in, in turn four, and that was way up high. They're moving seats back, 10 rows, even 20 rows, isn't going to matter. The thing that matters is the height of the catch fence. I, why do we have this disconnect, and why is the focus on moving people back when really that's not the issue? Well, I mean, it's, it, you always look for the kind of the initial, I think that the simplest solution would be to move people out of harm's way, their simplest thought, get people out of harm's way. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's, there's stuff flying all over the place. I mean, I heard there was debris that flew into the upper deck. I can't verify that. But from what I heard, there was debris up there. So what, are we going to move people, you know, back out onto the midway? I mean, what, what do we do with that? And the thing with the catch fences, I was down at the start-finish line today. I went out to see the Zach Brown band. You know, took a little bit of time off. I went and I stood there and I looked up. At the 22-foot-high catch fence, and I'm standing down on the, the bottom edge, you know, right at the apron, which is another probably 10 to 12 vertical feet. That's a long way up there. You know, that's a long way up there. And, and you wonder how much more, how much higher they can go, how much farther they can go. And I just, I, I'm not an engineer, so I can't even begin to, to guess at that, but maybe they can have a secondary fence right behind that, you know, or to, to, to combine with the catch fence. I don't know. I, I just... I wonder if uh, there might be a situation where there's overreaction where there doesn't need to be, and it, it might put the focus on elements of safety that don't need to be uh, don't need to be as addressed as other ones. Well, wait a minute, Jay Busby. I I couldn't disagree with you more. Oh, really? After accidents, uh, the Bodine accident at Daytona, the Carl Edwards accident in Talladega, we've seen other cars fly into the catch fence. Why is this a surprise that uh, we had a problem? This this shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone. Well, I think my my point with that necessarily is not that it's so much of a surprise, but can we? I mean, where, what are you saying? Are you saying it's necessarily the fence's fault? Are you saying that it's the car's fault? Because that's another issue. You know, I mean, the cars we've been told over and over that they won't fly into the air, and yet here they go. I mean, that that yesterday that was that was scary because it just kept on going up. So, I mean, that's another element of this, that, that if the cars are staying closer to the ground, you know, I mean, are you suggesting that we ought to have more reinforcement on the tracks or more safety issues on the cars? I think there ought to be more safety issues with the cars combined with more uh, stuff on the, in the higher fences or a double fence. Uh, yes, I, it, it doesn't seem much with just another two or three degrees from launch. 
it doesn't take much to think that the car could get over that fence. They're going, yeah. they're going faster than some jetliners take off speed. Yeah, oh, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying at all that we shouldn't do it. I just want, I, I'm I'm not going to pretend to be an engineer and say what would be best. I just would hope that that the the energies that are always put on safety. I, I'm not at all saying we should stand pat, but uh, the energy should, that should be put on safety are on the ways that would make it most effective. That's that's my point. Jay Busby, Yahoo Sports, joins us here in the Speed Freaks pits. He, of course, he was hanging out at Daytona all this weekend. Jay, let me be blunt. If we would have had a death, a fan death in the stands, would we see immediate change in the speed of the cars, the safety fence, the launch or the trajectory of the cars addressed? Would we see immediate change? I would imagine so, yeah. I mean, I, I, it would be the, the scariest thing to imagine is that, is that NASCAR would not take any action. You know that that there would be a well. You know it was it was it was tough for this to happen, but but this was a freak occurrence. I, and and you know we have absolute confidence in the safety of our cars. And I I just I don't want to get into the into the the route of predicting where they might go because I honestly don't know. But if if a death happened, if somebody died at a track, uh, you know, as a result of car of of car actions, then yeah, I think we would instantly see something to somehow slow those cars down, we'd see reinforced fencing, and I guess, you know, as I, as I talk, yeah, I guess maybe I'm saying that I'm, I'm coming around to agree with you because you know, it's, it's just good fortune that somebody wasn't killed by a tire or by a piece of, by a piece of uh, flying fence. You know, sadly, and, and Jay, we're not arguing with you at all, we're just having a discussion here. Sadly, I'm oh, looking yeah, at, at motorsports in the past, and, and unfortunately we've had a death at Indianapolis, turn four, tire went up in the upper deck. We've had deaths at right. Charlotte Motor Speedway, 1996, again, tires in the stands, and nothing was done. I just, I really want motorsports, I know Dario Franchitti was adamant about this on his Twitter account yesterday, I want IndyCar and NASCAR to finally come together and just do something. I don't know what it's going to take. Yeah, I mean you're you're right, and and this this starts to get into issues of human psychology. I mean, how easy is it for us to to, to express shock and horror at something, right? And then uh, and then just a few weeks later, it's it's past us, you know. And 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 so yeah, I think that that is definitely a concern. If somebody did die, then there would be. I think that the the worst thing that could happen, as I say, would be inaction. But I think that might be likely just because of of human psychology and and because of the cost i mean let's not let's let's boil it down to cold facts how much would it cost to get a track and to get cars to the point where they could be acceptably considered safe well that would be uh you know that'd be in the millions and and would tracks would nascar be willing to spend that much more money to prevent uh, just a little bit of risk i you want to say yes but you just don't know well jay busby yahoo sports the two things there, most of the tracks they run on are owned by NASCAR. And secondly, the last time the cars got this fast, they active, they actively tried to slow them down after, uh, you know, the Allison and, and the Bodine crashes. They need, I'm, I'm not one that says that you have to go, uh, 200 miles an hour in order to have a good show. I'm one that believes that competition makes a good show. So if they slow the cars down, uh, I I think that would be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I cannot disagree with you there in, in the sense that if you've got relative speeds, you know, if everybody's running relatively at 180 miles an hour, then then what's the difference between that running, everyone running together at 200 miles an hour as long as everyone's within the same 
you know, within the same tolerances and within the same engineering specs and so forth. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I love the idea of speed, but, you know, speed at any cost? No, I don't think that anybody who's, who's a true NASCAR fan and wants the long-term health of the sport, if they put, if they put it in that, those kinds of stark terms, you know, I don't think that anybody would, be, would want speed at any cost if the, if the costs were that high. Freak Nation, his name, Jay Busby, following Following on Twitter, Yahoo Sports, joining us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. Golf, NASCAR, he's got it covered. Dude, thanks for staying up late. Go have a high ball on the Freaks, all right? <laughs> you guys saved me from watching Ann Hathaway on the Oscars, so uh, I love you for that. <laughs> all right, Busby, again, thanks for taking time out and coming to the Freak Nation, man. Anytime, anytime. Please give me a call again. We'll see you soon. All right, Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports joining us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. Coming up in six minutes, A.J. Allmendinger. Is he going open wheel in 24-7 for 2013? What the hell does he think about what happened Saturday afternoon at Daytona? He might have been a part of that. Come to think about it, A.J. Allmendinger next, Speed Freaks Pits. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio, redefined. The automobile, as different as the people that drive them, but as unique and important to each, they only need one automatic transmission fluid, Lucas. Lucas Multi-Vehicle Automatic Transmission Fluid was developed to enhance transmission performance and longevity on a wide variety of vehicles. In a world that is so complex, with Lucas Multi-Vehicle ATF, it's nice to know that taking care of your car doesn't have to be. Available at quality automotive parts retailers nationwide. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help you get where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tell us how you're exceeding the limits on Facebook and Twitter, because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Auto Parts, Monster Jams, Monster Jam, Monster Jam Superstars, featuring four-time world champion Grave Digger and the first ever Tucson appearances of Team Hot Wheels, Monster Energy, and Del Diablo. Kid seats are still just ten bucks for the Air Devils of Freestyle Motocross. Kid seats are still just ten bucks. A Ticketmaster in the box office. Tickets subject to convenience facility and level charges. All seats two dollars more day of show. The Advance Auto Parts, Monster Jam, March eighth, 9th, and tenth at Tucson Convention Center. So you want to lose weight, huh? Tell me about it. Hey, it's Crash Gladys. I live on the road and find it hard to eat clean and stay fit. But I've created an accountability group to help me do just that. And I need you to join me. Go now. Sign up for free. Racetobefit.com. Join my team. Let's help each other to eat right, work out, and have fun. I need you to hold me to my goals, and I bet you need me to do the same. I'm a P90X certified trainer, but I can still find excuses to not work out. Let's do this together. Racetobefit.com. P90X, Insanity, Turbo Fire, Shakeology, and more. Racetobefit.com. If you haven't tuned in to MAV-TV lately, you don't know what you're missing. With a fresh lineup of original programming featuring movies, action, lifestyle, comedy, and more, MAV-TV is geared up to deliver excitement the whole family can enjoy. Whether you're a motorhead, travel enthusiast, movie buff, or anything in between, MAV-TV is your new home for great programming. Stop by the MAV-TV booth in an event near you to request MAV from your provider or visit MAVTV.com. MAV-TV, American Real. If you have gout and think a few attacks a year are all you have to worry about, think again. Fact is, gout can attack silently, even between flares. You may not feel it, but gout's root cause, high uric acid, can allow crystals to continuously form and build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. 
So don't wait. Get more information at goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. This freaking segment is brought to you by General Tire, the company behind the tough, extreme terrain General Grabber Tire for all you light truck and SUV owners who like to exceed the limits. Because with General Tires, anywhere is possible. General Tire, the official tire of Speed Freaks. Just about 30 minutes, your runner-up to your Daytona 500 champion, Jimmy Johnson, his teammate, Dale Earnhardt, will be here in the Speed Freaks pits. That's Dale, Dale Earnhardt Jr. to you and me. And Tony Schumacher, NHRA Top Fuel winner from Phoenix, will be joining us in here. Now a friend of the Freak Nation, NASCAR Series pilot. But will he be a 24-7 IndyCar Series pilot for this year? Of course, he was testing at Sebring in Penske's third car. A.J. Allmendinger, what are the chances that we'll see you in that car come St. Petersburg and Barber Motorsports Park for the IndyCar Series? You have to talk to Roger Penske about that, what the chances are. I don't make those decisions. Yeah, you do, AJ. You got so much cake flying around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right, actually. And I, I make a lot of the decisions there. It, that showed last year. So um, <laughs> It showed last yeah, year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, man, I would, I would love for it to uh, – put it this way. St. Pete, I don't think there's any chance of that happening. Opening round, uh, I'm scheduled to, I think, being – in Fontana that weekend with uh, with Phoenix Racing at the Cup Race, so I'll be doing that. But uh, you know, hopefully uh, we can make something happen and and possibly be at Barber or be at Indy or some sort of something like that and and make something happen. But it started with that test in Sebring. I thought it went fairly well. It definitely uh, took some getting used to again after seven years, uh, but had a lot of fun and just uh, excited to to be back with Penske Racing and and. Really just grateful to have Roger give me this opportunity again, at least just to go out and test the race car. So, A.J. Almadinger, if you were making decisions, would you rather be at St. Pete or Fontana? Oh, man, well, that's right, right to the point, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I, I it, it really comes down to uh, what Roger really feels is best. And, and you know, first thing is making sure they uh, – they have a sponsor, and and everything goes through in that case. And uh, you know, I I actually don't have a preference. I I really just I just want to be in a race car and uh, and and racing something. So uh, I feel like obviously Roger has been uh, just 
so kind and, and so great to me throughout this whole process from last year and, and giving me an opportunity to go uh, drive his race car and test it at least for the Indy cars. And, and James Finch has been amazing to me to, uh, to put me back in the cup car last year after I was suspended and, and to go out there and be able to run four races and now give me an opportunity to get in his race car again at the beginning of this year and, and run some races. So uh, I feel very fortunate to have people that, that uh, have been very nice to me over the last uh, six to eight months give me more opportunities. When you were at the test in Sebring, how long did it take you for the smile to come up under your helmet? Oh, man, it was, uh, I won't lie, I was really nervous. Once I put the helmet on, sat in the car, and they started for the first time, my heart started beating pretty good. Uh, it's, I just didn't know what to expect. I was trying to just relive 2005, 2006, and, but it's been such a long time ago to remember what what those cars felt like, and uh, definitely when I got back in it, it felt really fast. So uh, it took me, I'd say, at least to lunchtime to where I felt like I was at least driving the car, not just riding around trying to hang on to it. And uh, from there, it was, it was just kind of getting up to speed. I felt like I was kind of taking it steps at a time and, and learning the race car and making some changes on it and getting a little bit better. And uh, both Haley Castroneves and Will Power. Uh, were just so helpful to me throughout the whole test. So uh, that helped a lot. But uh, I, I definitely have a lot of work to do in those cars, for sure. So wait a minute. A.J. Almendinger, I don't want to take over this from the rest of the guys here, but the car that you drove before was a radically different car than the car that you tested at Sebring. More horsepower, different uh, aero, uh, and you were concerned about this car? Uh, that doesn't sound like... Uh, the AJ that we all know and love. <laughs> it was, uh, I wouldn't say I was concerned about it, but I was just nervous jumping back into it. I mean, it's, it's been seven years and, uh, driving a cup car over the last seven years to, to driving an Indy car. They're, they're such different beasts to, to learn how to drive. And, uh, they're difficult in, in such different ways to, to learn how to drive. So, uh, I was definitely nervous. I mean, when you haven't done something for so long, uh, you kind of have that that wonder of like, okay, is it going to be the same? What's it going to feel like? And uh, but the the most important thing for me was the fact that at least being with Penske, I know I'm in the best race cars at that point. So I know at that point it's just about me learning how to drive them. They have the setups, they have the speed. Obviously, Will and and Haley will show that every year. So uh, for me, it was just trying to trying to get back in the flow of things. And it took a little bit of time, but I felt like I got there fairly quick. And then from there, it was just. Uh, just trying to uh, to learn every lap that I was in the race car. A.J. Allmendinger, IndyCar Series pilot, potentially, for 2013. And, of course, Sprint Cup pilot for 2013 joins us here in the Speed Freaks pits. What did you think immediately when you saw Kyle Larson's car going to the catch fence and the shrapnel go up in the stands, A.J. Allmendinger, yesterday afternoon? Oh, man, I was, you know, first, as you see it happen, for me, I was just worried about the fans. I mean, these these race cars are, are really safe, and, and obviously that was shown again by Kyle just, taking a horrific wreck and, and just getting out of the race car like nothing happened and, and looking at it. So uh, at that point, to see uh, everything go into the crowd like that, it was uh, I was scared. And, and uh, I mean, people, the, the, and I, I said this on Twitter last night, it's, and I kind of, I guess I had some people kind of take it defensively and, and some kind of uh, like the comment. But, you know, as fans, yeah, obviously there's risks when you sit there and, and you watch a race, you know, anything can happen. Uh, but you know, we go out there as race car drivers and, and take the risks and, and we know what can and can't happen and, and what, uh, 
the worst case scenario is when we're, scenario is when we're out there. But uh, you know, for the fans, they're there just watching a race, and and uh, you don't ever want to see anything happen to them. And uh, uh, you know, things happen, but they're it's just it's not good. And uh, you know, obviously there was 28 people injured, uh, but luckily there was no deaths. So uh, that was that was something that was you know, good and bad that came out of it. Honestly, you know, we don't want those people to be injured, but. AJ Allmendinger, the catch fences are a definite hot topic right now. Something's got to be done. Dario Franchitti talked about this on Twitter last night. It got a lot of attention on SportsCenter today. Dan Weldon died because of the catch fence and also maybe some things with the car. That's an argument for later. But bottom line, the catch fence was a major contributor to Dan Weldon's death. It was a major contributor to some fan injuries yesterday. As a driver in both IndyCar and NASCAR, what would you do to make or what would you suggest to make the fencing better and safer? Oops. AJ? AJ, what the hell did you do? Drop the phone in the in the can? There? Yeah, go ahead, there? man. Yeah. You guys got me? You got me now? Yeah, you got 60 seconds, you bastard. All right, man. No, I, I think uh, <laughs> I, I don't I don't have a great answer to that. I think one thing is, is to make the fence. I think you make the, the, the safer barrier a little higher because I think you saw that spring load the car kind of into the catch fence. Uh, and then the catch fence-wise, I'm not sure what the, the right answer is for that. I think you at least got to make the fence a little bit higher and kind of overhang a little bit more because, uh, you know, that wouldn't have saved the car going in the catch fence, but that would have saved the tire from going over the fence. So uh, that's one thing that quickly can be done, but I don't, I don't have a great answer for that. No, that's, that's a fine answer. I think those are things that need to be considered. Good, good for you, A.J. for uh, president. <laughs> A.J. for president. <laughs> president, wow. president of what, the Panty Dropper Association? No, Penske Racing. Oh, Penske Racing and his IndyCar exactly. seat. President yeah. of Penske Racing. <laughs> You're going to take over for Tim <laughs> Sendrick. What? If it was the panty dropper, then I'd definitely make Crash the uh, secretary, the vice president, <laughs> yes, wow. and the secretary. Freak and Nation. <laughs> Listen to this DJ voice he's got going on. Follow him on Twitter, <laughs> at AJ Dinger. He doesn't follow us, though, so why should we promote him? True. Hey, boy, you don't follow me. I love looking at that today. Hey, <laughs> follow us, you bastard. Hey. yourselves, you don't follow me. All right. AJ, thanks for coming to the Freak Nation, dude. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right. A.J. Allmendinger, follow him on Twitter. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Dale Earnhardt Jr., 20 minutes. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Everyone likes a Sunday morning drive, especially when you can try something different. With Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, your car's power steering will perform like new. It stops leaks, noises, and hard spots. Just one bottle of Lucas Stop Leak makes every drive a little more, uh, blessed. Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. You're a little late, Doreen. Tacky. Got a little sidetracked. It's granny approved for cars and trucks. Enter the next generation of TV programming. The all-new MAV-TV delivers a fresh lineup of original programming featuring nail-biting action sports, heart-pounding motorsports, exotic travel destinations, side-splitting comedy, and an impressive lineup of modern-day movie hits and Hollywood classics. MAV-TV delivers a variety of content that you won't want to miss. So stop by the MAV-TV booth at an event near you to request MAV from your provider or visit MAVTV.com. MAV-TV, American Real. 
How did Garrick Freitas conquer 534 miles of the most demanding desert conditions to win this year's General Tire Vegas to Reno race? Street legal 35-inch grabber tires, that's how. Born from competition, it was the grabber's extreme traction, exceptional off-road grip, and durability that helped Freitas to the overall and Class 1500 win at the most grueling and longest off-road race in the U.S. Garrick Freitas depends on General Tire. Shouldn't you? Because with General Tire... Anywhere is possible. Monster Energy AMA Supercross and FIM World Championship. Brought to you by Jack in the Box. March 16th, Supercross's top contenders return to Lucas Oil Stadium. Champions battle here. Plus, buy your tickets early and save five bucks on seats. Get tickets in the box office, participating ammo on dealers and Ticketmaster. Tickets subject to convenience and handling charges. Plus, $2 facility fee, OC's $5 more day of show. March 16th, Lucas Oil Stadium. Champions become legends here. If you have gout, listen closely. That's the sound of gout silently attacking joints between flares. You won't hear it, and you may not feel it, but if your uric acid level remains high, crystals can continue to build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. For more information, go to goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by Dodge Motorsports and powered by Sony's Car Audio, where we bring you closer to your music. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined with Kenny Sargent. He has been known to bring bad luck to many races. Crash Gladys. You gotta change your bed. And Statman. Don't play with yourself. Here's the Freaks.
In about 12 minutes, Dale Earnhardt Jr. will be here in the Speed Freaks pits. Your runner-up to your Daytona 500, Jimmy Johnson. Dale Earnhardt Jr. here, Speed Freaks. Statman Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, 8669 Freaks is your phone number, 866-937-3257. Crasher, we also have a pretty special NASCAR press book of sorts to give away, right? Yes, a 2000 season preview and press guide. It covers, what, four NASCAR series, trucks, Nationwide, Cup, yep. the Wheelin' All-American Series, I believe, and, of course, the Grand Am Series, because that's also won by NASCAR. So we're going to give that away to somebody in the Freak Nation, right? It's part of the NASCAR Library Collection. Yeah, let's give this away. It's cool. Here's your phone number, 8669-FREAKS, 866-937-3257. First caller. Triple F, you, Crasher may have to help you with this one Uh-oh. to give us the lineup who finished first, second, and 23rd. I'm joking. I'm joking. Who finished first, second, and third in today's Daytona 500? First caller with those correct three names, 86, 69 freaks. You will take home this special book. Triple F, Crasher has you the information. We'll forward it up there to Jerry in San Francisco. Let him light one up in our honor for us. Again, coming up in a few minutes, Dale Earnhardt Jr. joining us here in the Speed Freaks pits. Statman, did you see the gentleman and Danica start your engines today from James Franco? That was the dumbest thing I've heard that in a was while. Bad. You know, I went it just cut through everything else I was doing. I said, Why did he say that? <laughs> you know, I mean it could have he could have said drivers start your engine. That's all you need to say. That's all I needed to say. But it sounded like he was saying everybody else who could drive, and by the way, you too, Danica. Okay. I mean, that's not what he planned, but that's what it sounded like and sounded like, and I don't know. It was pretty pretty silly. Yeah, and Kenny, you even said it wrong, because that sounds like what he should have said was gentlemen and Danica start your engines. But no, he said drivers and no. Danica, as oh, that's Danica right. is yeah, an afterthought. Said, yeah, I, and that's the first thing they hit, and there's, there's five different ways you could say that. And he said it the wrong way. Right. <laughs> he didn't say it one of those five. Yeah, what they've been saying at Indy for years, ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Okay. When Danica was by herself, they did say lady and gentlemen. There's, like you said, so many different ways you can say it, but not drivers and, oh, and then Danica. Oh, yeah. By the way, you too, Danica. <laughs> well, how do you really feel about James Franco crash? That would be human douche wishlish. Uh, all right. I understand that. <laughs> But see, my point, and from a programmer, from a radio programmer, anything that sets people off, whether I agree with it or not, I love it. I absolutely love it because it gives us something to talk about. There's going to be 35 other races, that man, where we're not going to say crap about the guy or lady or yeah, animal that says, gentlemen, start your scrotums. That's like the guy that uh, uh, in the <laughs> Super Bowl where they flipped the coin and he, whether or not he said... Oh, heads, I know. Or, heads or tails. They've, yeah. been, they've talked about that for 15 years. <laughs> I know. It, that was Pittsburgh and because yeah, it, it was Pitt- Jerome Bettis that was out there. Yeah, Pittsburgh. It was, a, it was the game in Detroit, I believe. Pitt, whoever Pittsburgh beat right. when they played in Detroit. So anyway, James Franco is odd command to start your engines. Again, anytime, anytime you can stir it up, whether I agree with it or not, yeah, I'd love it because, it, again, it gives us something to talk about. Something else about what happened prior to that was Aaron Andrews awkward moment through the pit walk. You see, we first really started to see someone with success. I can't think of the two cats names crasher with formula one. 
the, the pit walks. Yeah, they d- they're oh, the only Walker. ones What's that can that do is, it successfully. Well, that is named Walker. No, it's the guy that's the pit reporter. He's really good. Yeah. He's going to be doing NBC Sports. No, this what year. Did, who did it before? Before him, him the guy who started the, guy the who U.S. Started the U.S. F1 program. Yeah, what's his name? I think it wasn't it Walker. Oh, that doesn't ring a bell. Peter Windsor. Peter, Peter Windsor. Windsor. Yeah. I had the there W right. Well, you uh, Freak Nation, and this is what you know what it would be like in baseball. It it would be like McCarver or somebody going down on the field as the teams are warming up, the pitchers warming up, and he's just walking from base to base and talking to talking to players. <laughs> and that's what this happened what happened this afternoon with Aaron Andrews. She stole it from IndyCar series, who stole it from Formula One. Or if Craig Sager, with his loud jackets, <laughs> just walked out on the court during dunk drills yeah. and said, by the way, LeBron, why'd you jump? Right. Why'd you, you, it, it, it's incongruous. So Aaron Andrews tried this, and I don't think it really came off as they planned. So sorry you had to be a part of that. It's actually done right with Formula One. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say IndyCar Series does it right, but it, at least they did it a little bit better than what Aaron Andrews no, did. No, no, I would not say that. Aaron, at least, was pleasant to look at, and she wasn't out of breath running from car to car, yeah. whereas Robin Miller is out of breath with an untucked, unkept shirt, and he's just ugly. Now, this is gonna... I'd much rather, if we're going to have a bad pit walk, let's do Aaron Andrews, not Robin Miller. Yeah, but she was, I don't know who styled her and dressed her today. I've never seen she her... She does. I've never seen her look... Yeah, she looked a little odd today. ...as unkept... <laughs> I mean, you thought she looked unkept? That's a, that's a very nice-looking woman, but she didn't look like it today. Her style I is... I thought she looked fine. I just didn't think she looked normal her, for her. Her style has let her down today. Legendous? She's her own stylist, step. Yeah, well, well, then that's the... <laughs> that's what happened. It was an early morning, unlike the football. Well, no, she has early days with football, too. <laughs> All right. You know, what, I have no excuse. one yeah, right. thing that I haven't seen on Twitter, Statman, was... Genuine, damn good job quotes for Danica Patrick. Because there's so many people out there were just, I mean, they had their finger on the enter button to, well, typical Danica, or there goes Danica. Yeah, well, she was in a, a no-win situation. That's yep. what we said last week. If she, if she would have won, she was just lucky it was a plate race, and the race ended while she was in first place. If she would have been further back in the field, well, she doesn't know how to drive, and she got Jeff Gordon got shuffled back to twentieth yeah. for crying out loud, and she finished eighth. You know, I mean, come on, she. I'm not a Danica fan by any stretch of the imagination, but she she did a good job today. She just ran out of talent when it came winning time, and Last everybody lap. drove That's around all. her. Yep. Time out real quick. Peter yeah. Windsor started the pit walk, and Will Buxton was out. Will Buxton, yeah. yeah, he's the guy that does it now. Thank you, Amanda Martin, on Twitter. What? Just saying. Thank you, Amanda. She's <laughs> hat tip to her. Nice. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, as promised. Dale Earnhardt Jr. came to the Freak Nation. And as we get set for Phoenix, Crasher, this one's mine, correct? This is my intro? Okay, I know, because we didn't discuss it. You introed it. Then. Dale Earnhardt Jr. came to the Freak Nation. Of course, Phoenix is next week. Has a few things to say about Phoenix. And we also talked to him again about Whiskey River. Crasher, have you seen pictures of this house or this area, this land that he has called Whiskey River? It's land. It's a movie set. It's demolition derby. It's a go-kart track. It's a bunch of stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's log cabins. It's, it's just party palace. Cr- trashed cars. Trashed cars. Yeah, so Dale Earnhardt Jr., your runner-up to Jimmy Johnson, the Daytona 24. Yeah, Daytona 
2013. Joined us here in the Speed Freaks pits. And as I mentioned, we're getting set for Phoenix. So why not talk to Dale a little bit about his results at Phoenix? Dale Earnhardt Jr. joins us here in the Speed Freaks pits. You know what, dude? Do I need to remind you it's been about 10 years since you've won at Phoenix International Raceway? Man, it hasn't been that long. It's been about maybe six or eight. Man. <laughs> Get your stats maybe right, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, we're going in stats. When you roll into Phoenix, you, you tend to talk a lot of cool things about that track. Now with the reconfiguration, and now you have the Gen 6 car rolling out to Phoenix, I think things are going to look a little better for Dale Earnhardt Jr. and company, don't you? Well, the potential is there for us to improve, definitely. The, the, the new car is going to change things for everybody. Uh, they're also changing the tire a little bit for Phoenix, which is, uh, I think, a great thing for me personally. And, you know, the track configuration has been a bit of a challenge, but the, the track's starting to age and, and starting to, you know, get a little slicker, and that's something that I think helps me. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm, you know, I've really enjoyed uh, having the, the success at uh, Phoenix that I had back in '04, and, uh, you know, it just seems like we could be able to get back to Victor Lane without, you know, without too many changes in our program. feel like we're right, right you know, a victory's right around the corner for us. We were really strong last year, and, like we can go to Phoenix and make that happen. Dale Earnhardt Jr. joins us here in the Speed Freaks pits. And, Dale, you you weren't a big fan of the old car of tomorrow. If you had your choice, how would you bury the car of tomorrow? How would you kill that damn thing and bury it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd never want to see it again, uh, to be honest with you. It was a pretty rough uh, rough car when we first started running it. But over time, we did actually turn it into a pretty good race car. Uh, all the teams just over you know a couple years of engineering actually made the thing to where it wasn't the worst thing in the world to drive. It was still pretty frustrating at times. It didn't really get a hold of the racetrack uh, like the old car did. It just, you know, you knew you knew how good things could be from driving the car before that. And uh, we just never really got there with the COT. But I think this new car has amazing potential. It looks like a race car. Everybody's excited about that, the way it looks alone. The thing drives really good. It's got great downforce. It's got a great body on it. And that sort of leans back toward, you know, how the old car used to be. So uh, I think it's a good step in the right direction. I'm excited about it. I think NASCAR is doing a good job. Well, that's true. It actually puts balls back into racing and balls back into the drivers to actually drive the car, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the car's got good good downforce in all the right places, and we've been to all the tracks that we've tested at, and it's been faster everywhere. So the def- we're definitely going to see some, uh, some qualifying records drop this year and just going to see a lot of fast races. The cars are going to be really quick at certain places. Dale, let's go back, though, to what you would do with that car of tomorrow. You wouldn't get some old dilapidated car of tomorrow's and put them out on your Whiskey River property and play a demolition derby with them? Well, I have a few of them out there uh, just laying around that I've collected from different teams over the years. We we run into them every once in a while accidentally with a with a gator or something like that just for fun. But uh, yeah, we use them for target practice at times, too. Yeah, that, those that's about all they're... They're good for at this point because they're all tore up pretty bad. But I said my goodbyes to that thing. I'm ready for the new car. I'm excited about it. I've been testing it and just looking forward to seeing what kind of show we can put on. Dale, how epic is that, though, to have a place like Whiskey River right there in your backyard? And if you've if you've had a good weekend, you're going to go out there and still play on a Monday. But if you've had a bad weekend, you can really let you could really let your temper go and just go out there, like you said, play some destruction. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to to be able to. To have a piece of property like we we've been able to you know put together over the last several years, uh, and we certainly enjoy ourselves out there. I got my mother living out there, and my sister, and a bunch of friends, and uh, we have a good time. We've we've uh, we we sure feel you know fortunate and really enjoy it. Dale, what are you talking about? If I have my mom living on my property or in my house, I got to watch what I'm doing. Yeah, my mom's not. She, my mom's kind of crazy. She she's a little wild, so she kind of fits right in. <laughs> perfect, <laughs> she, perfect. She doesn't. She doesn't. Uh, 
she doesn't uh, nag on me at all. Does she put the whiskey in the river? Oh, uh, she more she puts more wine in the river, I think, than whiskey. But I, I put the whiskey in there, and she puts the wine in there. So, are you saying Dale Jr. is not a wine drinker? Mm, not really. Oh, really? Dale, about five, six years ago, we were sitting right across the table from a little old guy by the name of Brad Kozlowski in his Hellman's mayonnaise fire suit. <laughs> And nobody had a clue what this son of a bitch was about to do. And look what this guy's done. You've got to be proud of what Brad Kozlowski has done as somewhat of a mentor for him, right? I guess. You know, I, th- I feel like I've you know, tried to help Brad, tried to help him get a good start and get a good good footing in the sport. He did a lot of stuff on his own, sort of paved his own way and, and did a lot of things himself which was good he he you know you got to have a guy that can stand up and take charge i was i wasn't completely hands-on with the nationwide team and uh he did a good job carrying his part of the weight and uh turned into an awesome race car driver and went out and won him a championship in the cup series so it's pretty exciting to see that it's his birthday today so you guys should wish him, wish him happy birthday. and he's also yeah. some of the some of the things that he reminds me of you dale he's not afraid to speak his mind and tell it like it is and you being one of those type of drivers and personalities don't you dig it when Kozlowski just lets it go? I do. Um, it's fun, even if I don't even, even if I don't agree with it. It's just fun to see because he definitely uh, doesn't mind putting it all out there. So, uh, and you know, it's good for the sport. That kind of that kind of direct honesty is what the fans want. They want to know what's going on. What want to know what the drivers think. And Brad's one of those guys. But there comes a time when people can talk maybe a little bit too much, and I think social networking is one of those areas where people just they feel too brave on social networking and that they can go at their celebrities, their, their favorite people, and talk too much. That's one of the reasons why you're not on Twitter or Facebook because of, well, some of the backlash that can happen because of that. Is that correct? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I just haven't really wanted to dedicate a lot of my time to that. Uh, we use those you know, the social media platforms for, uh, you know, raising awareness for certain things with our foundation or JR Motorsports or what we're doing with our partners, how we're working with our partners, what we're, how we're interacting with our fans. We definitely use those platforms to sort of keep a relationship with our fans and give them information on what we're doing and where we're going to be. But I don't really want to put my personal stuff out there. It's just too time consuming. And you do run into the internet tough guy every once in a while that thinks, uh, they know everything. So, uh, I just assume Stick to stick to how things are for me. I'm having a pretty good time doing it the way I've been doing it for all these years, and you know it's just been working out so far. Has the internet tough guy ever come up to you with balls as big as well the universe and tried to really get you face to face? I've never met an internet tough guy in person, so <laughs> I can't say it. Can't say I've met him yet. Yep, it's that internet ballsiness. Dale, Dale, Smoke has invited us out to his house. Jimmy Johnson's invited us down to his tournament. You haven't invited us out to Whiskey River or do a Speed Freak show. Dude, we've been around for 13 Ooh. years and no invite from uh, from uh, Dale Jr. Well, I just got power down there, so we'll, we're, we're happy to do that whenever y'all want to do it. I just got power. <laughs> hey, Dale, thanks for taking 10 minutes out of your night to join us here at the Speed Freaks Pitch, man. And, and, and we'll bring a plug so we can use that power at Whiskey River, all right? All right? <laughs> it was good talking to y'all. We'll see you again, man. All right, buddy. Thanks. See ya. Dale Earnhardt Jr. getting set for Phoenix International Raceway coming up next weekend in Crasher. As I said, my stats were right. I think it was 2004, the last time he won at Phoenix. He was so try- it's nine years. Okay, he was trying to shorten. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. know. I know. Maybe it. he should. Hey, he should know what he won at damn Phoenix International Raceway. It's going to be interesting again with those Gen 6 cars that we are talking about, Statman. Until they start going through these different tracks and trying to figure that car out. It's going to be funny to watch the car back up as they start. <laughs> the, the drivers start demanding, we need bigger spoiler. We need less spoiler. We need right. to have more. 
And what's really going to be funny, like they did with the car tomorrow, when they take that shot of him coming straight down the track, and eventually they started turning yeah. it to the left, so it looks like it crabs down the... They didn't. It's not there yet, but mm-hmm. when the crew chiefs get through with it, they're going to have it so it crabs to the left. That's true. And it's going to. It's they're just going to slow the thing right down. And I wonder how soon we're going to hear. Oh, the 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 Toyotas have an advantage. Remember oh, yeah. that back in the day, oh, the Toyotas yeah. had. Toyotas, it, it was, they're, yeah. they're all going to say. I think the 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 Fords are going to say the Chevys have an advantage because the Ford has this huge grill in the front that unless it's a tunnel going somewhere like the old sports cars they're gonna that that's gonna gobble up a lot of air and slow it right down Mm -hmm. uh on some of the fast like the mile and a half tracks it would shock me if the fords have success on the mile and a half tracks because of that big grill opening in the front seven minutes freak nation this gentleman he was glad to get off 69 in the Speed Freaks pits. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance. The saddest part of Saturday's nationwide accident at Daytona is NASCAR's belief that it wasn't inevitable. It's easy to say after the fact that we'll study everything to make sure our fans are safe, but after Jeff Bodine's truck crash at Daytona in 2000 or the Carl Edwards crash at Talladega in 2009, you'd have to believe Saturday or something worse was on the horizon. Imagine how little change in trajectory it would take to get the entire car over the fence and into the crowd. I'm not an expert on stock car engineering or racing safety, but I know what I've seen and I can imagine what's possible and it's not pretty. So for NASCAR officials to have watched the last decade of their races and crashes and not done more to protect the fans in the stands approaches negligence. Now, I'm willing to admit I don't know everything that's going on behind the green curtain in Oz, but after watching the flights of Bodine in 2000 and Edwards in 2009 and get to Saturday, it's just hard to imagine. I read that there were changes in the fencing after the Edwards Talladega crash. I want to believe those changes helped Saturday, but the fact that Saturday's carnage is possible is inexcusable and unacceptable. Peace. This freaking segment is brought to you by the Lucas Oil Motorsports Hour on NBC Sports Network. You'll see the best in off-road, AMA flat track, drag boats, pro pulling, enduro cross, sprint cars, and more. The Lucas Oil Motorsports Hour for real people. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extends the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and internal oil consumption in worn engines. On sale now at AutoZone. If you haven't tuned in to MAV-TV lately, you don't know what you're missing. With a fresh lineup of original programming featuring movies, action, lifestyle, comedy, and more, MAV-TV is geared up to deliver excitement the whole family can enjoy. Whether you're a motorhead, travel enthusiast, movie buff, or anything in between, MAV-TV is your new home for great programming. Stop by the MAV-TV booth in an event near you to request MAV from your provider or visit MAVTV.com. MAV-TV, American Real. 
champions ride here. Monster Energy AMA Supercross and FIM World Championship featuring Toyota, the official vehicle of Supercross. March 2nd, as the gate drops in a new year, Supercross's top contenders return to Edward Jones Dome. Dreaded seats are still just 10 bucks at Ticketmaster. Tickets subject to convenience and handling charges. All seats $5 more day of show. Monster Energy Supercross. March 2nd, only at Edward Jones Dome. Champions become legends here. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help you get where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tell us how you're exceeding the limits on Facebook and Twitter. Because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Lori, can you believe it's our eighth season of Doing Donuts on Race Talk Radio? Doesn't feel like a day over 20 years. All the fans' favorite racetalkradio.com shows are coming back. All we're missing is a clever slogan for the new year. Do you have any ideas? Okay, how about this? Racetalkradio.com, holding Lori Monroe hostage since 2006. Now that's a catchy slogan. From NASCAR to the grassroots. Race Talk Radio is also the online home for the speed freaks every Sunday night. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. I'm happy to bring you the next chapter in a fun contest series sponsored by our friends at Travel Guard. It's one of thousands of true travel tales they receive every year. Diane and her friend were enjoying a summer cruise in the Mediterranean when her legs started to itch uncontrollably. She let it go, thinking it would get better. But when she noticed it getting inflamed and red, her mind went to her worst fear. For the rest of the story and a chance to win a Kindle, visit TravelGuard.com slash stories. Travel Guard is a worldwide leader in travel insurance and assistance. If you have gout and think a few attacks a year are all you have to worry about, think again. Fact is, gout can attack silently, even between flares. You may not feel it, but gout's root cause, high uric acid, can allow crystals to continuously form and build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. Get more information at goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Hey, this is Dylan Hart Jr., and you're listening to Speed Freaks. Sergeant, stay away from that 16-ounce can of dumbass, will you? God, I'm ashamed of Dale Earnhardt Jr. telling me to stay away from that 16-ounce can of dumbass. Well, you know what that was all about, Freak Nation. We taped about a 10-minute interview with Dale Earnhardt Jr. And I turned down to look at my recorder, and the son of a bitch was off. Like, 03, 04. And he was gentle, gentle. He was kind enough. He's gentle and kind. (laughs) He was kind enough to do the interview again. With one stipulation that he could, on tape, say, Sergeant, step away from that 16-ounce can of dumbass. And I did. 
If you missed, I will never forget the look on your face when we did. We did this awesome interview with Dale, yeah. and then all of a sudden <laughs> we walk away. Hey, man, catch you later. See you at Phoenix or whatever. And walk away, and you look down, you go, "Oh my God, I had it on pause the whole time." <laughs> that was gnarly. <laughs> I'm like, well, yep. we got to go ask him to do it again. Yeah, we and he did, man. He hey, did. hey, look, when you're mentioned in his book like the freaks are, you've got all kind of carte blanche. As we do with Dale Earnhardt. You missed that interview. Go to our website tomorrow morning, Freak Nation. We'll have it up there for you. Talking about Phoenix International Raceway and his wild-ass mom drinking wine on the Whiskey River. Freak Nation. What's that? What? Great. Oh. That's dang. a good Yeah. What the? Man, someone's directed some traffic in the studio, <laughs> in the Lucas Oil Studios. Freak Nation, Jimmy Johnson goes out and wins the Daytona 500. Looks like for the first race, he's in championship form to go for six championships. And then this guy, Tony Schumacher, he duffs one over the foul line last year, doesn't win the top field championship. But now look at him. After two races, 228 points, top of the top field leader ladder, Tony Schumacher joins us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. And Schumacher, you just didn't like sitting on those 69 wins for so long, did you? <laughs> I sat on too long, man. It's, you know, it, don't get me wrong. 69, 68, 67 is all a great number of wins. 70 is better. And, and it, it separated me, I think, from Bernstein. Uh, we were tied at uh, at five on the all-time win list. It was just a great day, man. You know, I mean, we, we've been in the last four finals, and I've been beat three of them. So uh, it was one of those things. We had to step up. We, we, we overstepped it, I should say. We smoked the tires and just a heck of a battle, man. You know, you come up on the winning end of those sometimes, and we did a great job. Yeah, I was going to talk about your your last four races being four finals and the momentum swing. We talk about it with you a lot when you're on the show, but you're in the positive end of that momentum swing. Screw the winter being off. You've got it going on right now. You know, I, I'll tell you what. I was talking with, with uh, Statman, and I said, you know what? Take all the driver's reaction times, averages, and then take the average against me. It's 300 better. Always. These guys are like they're magicians when they race me. I don't even get it, man. Where do they get the stuff, you know? And it's been one of those things. When a car goes out and wins a lot of races and has a good team and they win under pressure, people seem to drive really well. I mean, and you can't say anything bad about it. It's fantastic. It's, it's what the sport has come to. These guys know when they got to step up and they do a great job against me. So all in all, Hey, man, we're just happy to be there. It was, it was uh, a great day, a great win against Antron. He's been, he's been really the, the most difficult, probably thorn in my side. My own teammate, just a great team. And those guys coming off of a, a, win, a, a crash like they had in Pomona that was just ruthless, man. For those of you guys who didn't see it, you got to Google that one. It was wicked. And he comes off, gets back in the car, and the car runs fantastic. I was pretty proud of those guys for, for the amount of effort they put in. And, uh, you know, it was great to beat them. So to go out in the final round, and uh, me and me and Morgan smoking the tires, just an ugly win. But there is no wind light that comes on. It's it's not pretty pretty. Tony Schumacher, NHRA winner, top fuel winner in Phoenix. The next time you get locked in to a number like that, whether it's sixty nine, seventy, or seventy one, you got to switch to NASCAR because there, all you got to do is finish in the top twenty, and you had a successful weekend. And that's the advantage of the drag race, man. There's only 16 cars. I'm in the top 20 all the time. Yeah, I would see, really be racking go. up the points in NASCAR. They should bring me over there. <laughs> 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 tell you what, man. Old Junior tried to pull it off at the end there, but uh, Jimmy held out. It was it was fun because in between all of our racing and the rounds, I got to watch the, the, 
Daytona racing, just just awesome. You know, I mean, obviously our prayers go out to the people that got hurt yesterday. That's nobody wants to see that. Fans pay great money to come out, but it's racing, and the cars are going fast, and there's always a risk of danger. You know, so we we understand that getting in there, and you just you hate to see it when it's outside of the car, and it's it's the fans and people. It was supposed to be in the safe seats, you know, and uh, but the safety people were right on it. I've watched all kinds of videos of that. They did their job, and, and they, they saved a lot of lives. So the safety people at, at NASCAR did an amazing job uh, uh, keeping, I guess, all the carnage down to a minimum. Tony Schumacher, A.J. Allmendinger, NASCAR and IndyCar driver, tweeted last night after that melee, he tweeted something along the lines of, the fans should not take a risk like we drivers. We drivers assume the risk of our job, but the fans should not have to assume the same risk. And actually, some fans, he just told us, got a little upset at him for that. What do you think of that? Well, uh, you know what? You go to a baseball game and foul balls are hit, people get hurt. And, you know, I, I don't know, man. You obviously pray. You hope that no one gets hurt. No one wants to see that. These little kids out there and, and people that aren't, always paying attention to where the balls are going or where the cars are, what, what's going on. And uh, you just kind of hope for the best. NASCAR, NHRA, IndyCar, all of these sanctioning bodies do the absolute best they can to keep them safe, to keep the fans safe. The nets, the softballs, the barriers, yes, they make them safe for the drivers, but we're, we're paid athletes and we're there understanding our risk. But we do a great job. We do everything we can to make sure the fans stay safe. But every now and then, something you know drastic happens like we saw yesterday and i think you just have to understand that there is a possibility and uh you know you want to sit in those seats like that down low in those turns and and, uh, a little bit scary but all in all the massive crash they had could have been a whole lot worse and and people are pulling through the right safety people there everyone doing their job you know uh, you really can't ask for much more than that Tony, you brought up Antron's crash at Pomona, the season opener for NHRA last weekend, and just now you talked about soft walls. When are we going to see soft walls, or is it necessary in NHRA racing? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, uh, we, we did the best thing you could possibly do by putting canopies on our car, and it's funny because you kind of hear, you know, some drivers are like, well, what if you're on fire? What if you're this? If you watched Antron's crash, he was surrounded by fire. Any other driver in a, in a non-cockpit car would have been burnt to a crisp. And we are doing what we can do. Uh, Antron drove that car into the wall, broke, broke the concrete out of the guardrail, and survived a horrific crash with bangs and bruises, which he was able to overcome and get back in a car three or four days later. We're really doing a pretty good job. And, you know, I'm not sure that a car going 330 miles an hour wants to hit a softball. We'll bust that thing into pieces. Little different. You know, those, those guys are scraping off them, and, and we're hitting them head on when our cars turn. So I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure. All I can tell you is that very smart people, much smarter than me, are working on that stuff, uh, you know, and, and we're doing our best. So I think uh, it's a great tribute to, to the amount of hard work that DSR, Don Schumacher Racing, puts into it to watch Antron go through a, a crash like that and survive it. And survive it, not only survive it, but now we can go back, look at it, figure out if there was any issues, and, and make it better. And that's, we'll just keep making it better because loss of life is just unacceptable. It, it's part, we get it, we're, we're going fast, you know, I understand that. But if we can avoid most of those crashes, most of those loss of life, horrific crashes, man, the sport's only going to get better. Freak Nation, his name, Tony Schumacher, leading in the points, the top fuel class NHRA top fuel series, duh mellow yellow and tony as we know last year u.s army left 
NASCAR left Ryan Newman's car and sponsorship. Of course, they're on the side of your rail. Anything different in your approach in promoting the U.S. Army for 2013 to help secure that sponsorship for many years to come? You know, our program started 13-plus years ago, and it was so successful. NHRA is a different sport. Every fan gets a pit pass. And recruiting one-on-one, the majority of the people there are mechanics, the exact person we're looking for for the U.S. Army. And I think it's just so successful that they were allowed to go off and and do NASCAR and some other sports. Um, And they're great sports. NASCAR is an amazing sport. Bigger than drag racing and phenomenal. But the one-on-one that a NASCAR fan gets with a driver is not the same. And it only goes to prove it. When when the numbers came up, they said, we got to look at budget. They, NHRA, in our numbers, came up extremely successful, the best recruiting tool the Army's ever had, and it was very easy. It was a no-brainer. And, you know, I, I think the fans, everyone has to realize that anything with the Army, anything with the military, a taxpayer uh, deal is, is year by year. It has to be evaluated. It has to be productive. It has to be effective because those are our dollars paying for it, you know, and, and uh, it has to work. And it's not like we raise taxes to go off and do this. This is something that uh, we just put less commercials on here. You know, we do a different deal, but it has to be proven. And we proved our numbers, and they're very, very good, uh, better than ever. And we have to recruit great Americans. Let's face it, man, this Army that we have now is the best Army we've ever seen in the history of the world. These guys are the most highly trained. It's the most difficult to get in. And we need great people, great men and women, and our job at the racetrack, we see those kids. We see the youth of America, those kids come to these drag races. They're the perfect people for this position. And uh, it's amazing what the recruiters say. The recruiters' response is really what we look at. They say, your program is so helpful to us that we really appreciate it. And that means a lot to me and, and my guys. Freak Nation, his name, Tony Schumacher. Not only does he drive for the U.S. Army, but he also is a very damn good spokesperson. Schumacher, go out there and kick some ass in games. Well, my friend, I guess we'll be seeing you back in here a few more times in 2013. I look forward to it, man. Keep those calls coming. I mean, it means I did something right. <laughs> all right, you bastard. Go get some sleep, all right? Yeah, you bet. All right, Tony Schumacher joining us here in the Speed Freaks Pits. Do you realize you called three drivers bastard tonight? Jimmy Johnson... Tony Schumacher and A.J. Allmendinger. What's up, bastard? And what's even better about that stat man and listening to Tony Schumacher, he should stand in front of 43 NASCAR drivers, You're not 32 NHRA. NHRA drivers are really pretty good at this. The commentary, his ability to deliver a sentence, very few us. No, true. Whether it's the knowledge that he has for the U.S. Army or being a funny car or top fuel driver, regardless. Kids, listen to Tony Schumacher on how to communicate effectively. And you don't have to worry about him every third sentence going into a, a, a dialogue about his spots. Yeah. You know, he's able to hold a conversation. And it's, you're right. I never thought about that. Yeah. But it is amazing. There's so few guys that can do it in any form of motorsport. They just don't trail off into, you know, the, the, the Acme, you know, Starship Enterprise. Starship Enterprise. Yeah, there you well, go. Statman, for me, it's it's more than that. It's the it's the crutches that we have as humans. Tony Stewart has a crutch, but um, that's one of Tony Stewart's crutches. Crutches. Danica, it is, and uh, and uh, well, uh, there was 
who was it, Crasher, last year where I edited just their uhs and but uhs? And, uh, I it think was it was Dale. Dale. It was Dale. Yeah. Just take that out of your conversation. There's nothing wrong with a third of a second pause. There's nothing wrong with it. A third of a second yeah. versus a quarter of a second yeah. or a now, half Now, if it gets a quarter second, it's a different. Yeah, that, that's, that's wrong. There's or nothing half, wrong with a pause. A half second pause is unacceptable. <laughs> There's wrong. a guy, uh, Steve Mason. I'm just calling him out. Is it Steve Mason? Mason in Ireland here, yeah, here in Los Angeles on 710. Great host, but his uhs drive me nuts on ESPN 710 here in Los Angeles. The worst me. defender in motorsports is Dave Despain. How he continues to host Wind Tunnel uh, well, and his uhs drag out too. <laughs> He's got that bar- uh, baritone voice. And, uh, uh, it's tough. That, it's that, horrible. That's to not a reason to. to fire somebody, but it's not. No, uh, but you I know, wait a minute. The the one person who has made the pause work is Paul Harvey. True. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jim Rome. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're reaching down to the dial. Damn it! Say something. <laughs> you know. In, in all those musical interviews, musicians' interviews I did with Channel 13 here in Los Angeles, Statman, the one that really got me was Johnny Lydon, formerly of the Sex Pistols. And he did it to me on purpose where his pregnant pauses were triplets. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going back and looking in at the television, edit. You're trying to make it a yeah. minute and a half. Yeah. And you had- <laughs> and, and I remember, look, you know, looking on the cutaways, you know, trying to shorten, shorten it down for my cutaway shots. <laughs> I'm just going, you can't see it on radio. I'm going, okay, uh. Lydon, say something, you bastard. <laughs> he wouldn't. But again, that's Johnny Lydon of the freaking sex business. Yeah, he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, he was just doing it to aggravate that freaking happy bastard across from him. See, Crasher, I just called myself a bastard. But you said happy. Now, see, now people could point out and say you called yourself happy, and the other ones you didn't call them happy. Right. True. Well, Statman, <laughs> how about a new way of advertising for Japanese women? Coming up next. The best. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Monster Jam. Monster Jam Superstars. Featuring four-time world champion Grave Digger. And the first ever Tucson appearances of Team Hot Wheels, Monster Energy, and Del Diablo. Kids seats are still just ten bucks for the air devils of freestyle motocross. Kids seats are still just ten bucks. A Ticketmaster in the box office. Tickets subject to convenience facility and metal charges. All seats, two dollars more day of show. The Advanced Auto Parts Monster Jam. March 8th, 9th, and 10th at Tucson Convention Center. How did Garrick Freitas conquer 534 miles of the most demanding desert conditions to win this year's General Tire Vegas to Reno race? Street legal 35-inch grabber tires, that's how. Born from competition, it was the grabber's extreme traction, exceptional off-road grip, and durability that helped Freitas to the overall and Class 1500 win at the most grueling and longest off-road race in the U.S. Garrick Freitas depends on General Tire. Shouldn't you? Because with General Tire... Anywhere is possible. Next to your car's engine, your transmission is the second most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops most seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, on sale now at AutoZone. 
Enter the next generation of TV programming. The all-new MAV-TV delivers a fresh lineup of original programming featuring nail-biting action sports, heart-pounding motorsports, exotic travel destinations, side-splitting comedy, and an impressive lineup of modern-day movie hits and Hollywood classics. MAV-TV delivers a variety of content that you won't want to miss. So stop by the MAV-TV booth at an event near you to request MAV from your provider or visit MAVTV.com. MAV-TV, American Real. So you want to lose weight, huh? Tell me about it. Hey, it's Crash Gladys. I live on the road and find it hard to eat clean and stay fit. But I've created an accountability group to help me do just that. And I need you to join me. Go now. Sign up for free. Racetobefit.com. Join my team. Let's help each other to eat right, work out, and have fun. I need you to hold me to my goals, and I bet you need me to do the same. I'm a P90X certified trainer, but I can still find excuses to not work out. Let's do this together. Racetobefit.com. P90X, Insanity, Turbo Fire, Shakeology, and more. Racetobefit.com. If you have gout and think a few attacks a year are all you have to worry about, think again. Fact is, gout can attack silently, even between flares. You may not feel it, but gout's root cause, high uric acid, can allow crystals to continuously form and build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. Get more information at goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. This freaking segment is brought to you by General Tire, the company behind the tough, extreme terrain General Grabber Tire for all you light truck and SUV owners who like to exceed the limits. Because with General Tires, anywhere is possible. General Tire, the official tire of Speed Freaks. We've been getting some tweets tonight about our music selection. Judas Priest, Metallica, Joe Satriani, Foo Fighters, Beck. It's kind of tasty. Rat. Rat, Betty Blowtorch. Yeah. Foo I don't know. Fighters. Where do we have Foo Fighters? Yeah, I don't know. Last hour. Oh, it is? Did we? Mm-hmm. Not the Foo Fighters. No, Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Yeah. That's like when people call us the Speed Freaks. And we're not the Speed Freaks. We're Speed Freaks. We're Staples Center. It's not the Staples Right! Not, not much, much motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or oh, Helio. No. Not, no. not, not, not. Well, not only that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Moose. Not much motorsport. <laughs> the freaks. Not much motorsports. We do it every Sunday night at this time. 
where we feature not much motorsports. And I've got one for you tonight, Freak Nation, to leave you with. It is not going to tear up any catch fences. However, this might be a good way to advertise behind catch fences. And again, Statman, as we know, some of these sponsors, they'll go nuts to get crazy sponsorship. But they need to bring it over from Japan first. Young Japanese women rent out their bare thighs as advertising space. Now, a good way to make sure your advertisement gets plenty of eyeballs is to place it where a lot of people are looking, Statman. With this important marketing axiom in mind, one Japanese advertising service is offering brands a novel way to expose their business, placing advertising stickers on the bare thighs of young girls. Okay. Yep. That's an option. Japanese PR company Absolute Territory PR is paying young women to wear advertising stickers on their Absolute Territory, the patch of thigh between the edge of their miniskirts and high socks. Apparently, this area of the female thigh is very popular with Japanese men, not here in the States. Popular it's not with popular here in the no, States. No, no, hell no. We go we go way up top. Popular with the girls, it's popular with the girls as well. In four months, over thirteen hundred girls have applied for the agency's service, and their number's growing fast. To have their thighs registered with absolute territory, girls must be at least eighteen years. Have a social media account connected to at least twenty others. <laughs> By contract, they must wear the sticker for at least eight hours a day for a set period in order to receive their payment. Once the ad is stamped on their thighs, they get on with their daily lives, though wearing revealing skirts as often as possible, showing off their legs. Now, to prove they're actively promoting their thigh ads, Statman and Crash, thigh ads, girls have to post photos of themselves wearing the stickers on their Facebook, Twitter, or social media outlets. So, Statman, my question to you. If you had to wear a an advertisement somewhere on your body, where would you put that advertisement, given the amount of times you wear shorts? <laughs> mm, zero. Uh, the only place it would work would be on the top of my head. And that would be a very high-trafficked area, don't you think? Yeah. For people <laughs> taller than you, not no, for people like me. I mean, there have been people who have rubbed it before and I've seen it. That's true. Rub this rub this for a free coffee or something. Yeah. Rub my head for a free coffee. No. <laughs> Who was the driver? His girlfriend came in and uh, in the studio. She couldn't resist. You tell me. What driver was that? Buddy Rice. Was it Buddy Rice's old lady? Yeah. Yeah, Michelle. Michelle. Man. Michelle rubbed Statman's head. She yep. couldn't, she couldn't, she couldn't. She said she tried to resist, but she couldn't resist. Crasher, where would you put an advertisement on your body to advertise a company? My butt. But not not a sticker on a bare butt. I would just put a sticker on my already clothed butt. No, it has to go somewhere on your epidermis. Oh, really? Yeah. Epidermis. Largest organ in the body, by the way. Because that was always cool in third grade. You say, Linda, your epidermis is showing. (laughs) She's really. (laughs) And she'd go (laughs) and scream to the principal. He called me an epidermis. (laughs) (laughs) Or she's looking at my epidermis. (laughs) (laughs) And Freak Nation. That's skin, for those of you who don't know what epidermis is. So, Crasher, where would you put a stick? I don't know. I guess I, I'd put it on my arm. 
how you boring is that? You can't see your arms now. What? And you're Talking with friends. Talking about if I'm short-sleeved, okay? You never wear short sleeves. Yes, I sometimes do. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh, you're right. I like to be clothed, so maybe my forehead. Yeah. But yeah, then again, yeah. I always wear hats. You always wear a hat, too, yeah. My chin. I'd, I'd put it on my calves, because I do like to wear it on... You just put a logo. You could put like a big freaking saying on your chin. You could put a Speed Freaks logo on Yeah. Can I please just put it on my clothing butt? <laughs> yes, you can. You'd put it on your calves? Because you do wear shorts a lot. Your thigh brow, baby. Mm. Put it on your thigh brow. Yeah, I'd put it on my calves. Yeah, that's what I'd do. I bet Michelle wouldn't want to massage your thigh. I mean, your calf. And why not? Because I've got hair on my calf, but she didn't oh. when she was here. And it's muscular, stat man. She when she was here, she didn't do it. She didn't ask. You're right. Yeah. Well, maybe I wasn't wearing shorts, and I didn't have a logo on it. You always wear shorts. Yeah, you do always. Wear I do. But what if I had like, if I had, if, you know what? If I had Red Bull on my thigh, she would have rubbed it. Because Buddy Rice was. Running for Red Bull. Was back he a there. Red Bull? Was he a Red Bull driver? Yeah, yeah. we oh, got yeah. it. We got his damn helmet from a, the Indy 500. A knockoff Indy 500 winning helmet from him. A knockoff helmet. Yeah. 2004. Well, it's a replica helmet. I wouldn't yeah. put a freaking Chihuahua in that helmet. That's how unsafe it is. But it looks pretty spiffy. Oh no, it's pretty good. For Jerry Triple F Crasher Statman, my name's Kenny Sargent. Shoot the juice to the moose and Statman. Cut it loose. See Sports Radio, redefined. Not all V-Twins are the same, but it only takes one oil brand to keep them running smooth and strong. Lucas, no matter the size, shape, attitude, or how you ride it, Lucas Motor Oils are specially blended with Lucas technology to improve performance and life of your V-Twin. At Lucas, what you put in your V-Twin keeps what you put on it moving forward. Lucas Oil, available at quality motorcycle retailers. Your life demands a tire that provides durability, comfort, and performance, and that's what General Tire delivers for you. From the all-season grip of the Grabber UHP to the comfort and on-road manners of the Grabber HTS to the durability and off-road traction of the Grabber AT2, General has a tire that will help you get where you need to go. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tell us how you're exceeding the limits on Facebook and Twitter. Because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Monster Jam, Monster Jam Superstars, featuring four-time world champion Grave Digger and the first ever Tucson appearances of Team Hot Wheels, Monster Energy, and Del Diablo. Kid seats are still just ten bucks for the Air Devils of Freestyle Motocross. Kid seats are still just ten bucks. A Ticketmaster in the box office. Tickets subject to convenience facility and charges. All seats two dollars more day of show. The Advance Auto Parts Monster Jam, March eighth, 9th, and tenth at Tucson Convention Center. If you haven't tuned in to MAV-TV lately, you don't know what you're missing. With a fresh lineup of original programming featuring movies, action, lifestyle, comedy, and more, MAV-TV is geared up to deliver excitement the whole family can enjoy. Whether you're a motorhead, travel enthusiast, movie buff, or anything in between, MAV-TV is your new home for great programming. Stop by the MAV-TV booth in an event near you to request MAV from your provider or visit MAVTV.com. MAV-TV, American Real. 
Lori, can you believe it's our eighth season of doing donuts on Race Talk Radio? Doesn't feel like a day over 20 years. All the fans' favorite racetalkradio.com shows are coming back. All we're missing is a clever slogan for the new year. Do you have any ideas? Okay, how about this? Racetalkradio.com, holding Lori Monroe hostage since 2006. Now that's a catchy slogan. From NASCAR to the grassroots, Racetalk Radio is also the online home for the speed freaks every Sunday night. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal balance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-525-2563. That's 1-800-525-2563. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. 